Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. That's right, Amy. It's another uh, weekly Growing in Grace podcast, and uh, it's good to be with you again, Cap. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, and Mike the Cap Kapler is with me, getting together for some more talk about the uh, the differences between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and why in the world it is so important <laughs> for us today to know these things. Somebody might think, oh, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, how boring. But I really do think that if you uh, listen in, and if you go back and listen to our last couple of podcasts, because this is the third one that we've done on this sort of subject matter, I think there's some good stuff that will really help you in your understanding of your identity in Christ and in your walk with God. So uh, we're continuing on with that uh, this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's freedom, seriously. I mean, coming into an understanding that the old really is done with. I mean, I know a lot of it gets integrated into our our Christian doctrine, and it is a shame. It has messed up so many people, Joel, and it makes me so sad. The more we learn and grow in our understanding of this, the more exciting it gets, though. So if you're listening right now and you feel like you need to get some rest spiritually and otherwise— all right, let's let's just let out a big sigh. You know, the thing about a sigh, S-I-G-H, is that it can be negative or it can be positive. I mean, sometimes you're just tired out or frustrated, and so you let out a, you know. And then there's the other times where you just kind of run into something that relieved you, and you go, oh, you know. And so we're in that second phase. <laughs> we're under the new covenant. Think of Go In and Grace as a good sigh program. Yeah, a sigh of relief. <laughs> All right, it's good news. That is so, good. Joel, yep. Joel, you were talking about uh, Abraham. So let's let's go back before the law here briefly, because uh, Paul refers to Abraham and, and the promise in Galatians. God made a promise to Abraham. It wasn't just any old promise. It was a promise that had, as with any promise of God, it had God's very own word behind it, and it was important as far as this eternal covenant that we are a part of. Cap, um, as we were kind of discussing what we would talk about in this in this series, uh, you had talked about how the old covenant was a temporary covenant, and uh, the one that we have is a new and everlasting covenant. And that began, well, actually, God had it planned from the foundation of the earth. He's always had it planned, but we, we kind of see a spark of this when God had Abraham bring Isaac to be sacrificed. We see kind of a shadow or a copy of what he was going to do. Obviously, God stopped Abraham from from doing that, but it was really kind of uh, looking to show Abraham, I think, his, the faith that he already had. I'm not sure. I don't know. We get into this, whether God was testing Abraham or whether was God was showing Abraham the faith that he already had. That's for a different time. But either way, this whole sacrifice thing was showing Abraham that it wasn't going to be works through which anything would come, but it was going to be a sacrifice, and uh, the sacrifice that it ended up happening was, in Abraham's case, it was the sacrifice of a ram. 
a ram was caught in the thickets, and God brought that ram to be caught there so that Abraham could end up sacrificing that one, because blood was required. If you look all throughout the Old Covenant, blood was required to cover sin, and uh, we find out with that with the blood of Jesus, what was required, why the blood of Jesus was required, it was to take away sin. We look and see what happened with Abraham, and we see that... Uh, it was a, a copy or a shadow of what was to come, but it wasn't the reality. Sacrificing a ram, or later on, when the Jews were told to sacrifice animals, those were just a copy and a shadow of what was to come. They could only cover sin temporarily. The blood of Christ came to take away sin. But what happened there with Abraham, as we'll get into, is that God made a promise to Abraham it was based upon a promise, not based upon law. Paul says in Galatians 3, I'll get into this a little bit, and Cap, you can uh, tag off of me or, or whatever you, you th- you're thinking when I'm done here, but Paul said, As many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. We talked about that several weeks ago at the end of May in our Generational Curses podcast, and you're welcome to go back and, and listen to that one. But Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, uh, says Paul, and then he goes on to talk about how a covenant, if it's only, even if it's just a covenant that people make, yet if it is confirmed, no one can annul it or add to it. Verse 16 of uh, Galatians 3, now to Abraham and his seed, capital S, were the promises made. And he does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, and the seed is Christ. And so this I say, this is what we're getting to here, this I say that the law, which was 430 years later, after God made the promise to Abraham, the law came 430 years later, and it cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Bottom line there, Cap, is that our inheritance is by promise, it's not by law. Yeah, and, and that's an uh, excellent point. You know, um, as, as Paul kept writing there in, in Galatians, he also pointed out that there was the child of promise, and then there was the, the child of bondage. And so they, they kind of go together there, very well explained by Paul in Galatians as he goes on to compare law versus grace, the new covenant versus the old. And, uh, you know, but one thing that you pointed out there that we had a program on a while back, the curse of the law, generational curses and that sort of thing, that those curses were part of a covenant that was wiped out by, by God himself. He wiped it out, killed it at the cross. You know, the book of Hebrews says in chapter 8 that Christ has become the mediator of a better covenant established on better promises. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then there would have been no place to seek a second one. But finding fault with them, and here's a prophecy from Jeremiah about the new covenant. As Jeremiah in the Old Testament was looking ahead to the new covenant, he said, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And fortunately, we Gentiles were brought into this too. Uh, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant. And I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. 
Uh, none of them shall teach his neighbor, none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds. I will remember no more. So, again, if, if sins are bringing a curse, how is that possible when sin has been forgiven, has been taken away, and has been forgotten not to be remembered anymore by God? To finish up the last verse of this chapter, Joel, the writer of Hebrews says, after saying all that, putting that prophecy down from Jeremiah, in that, he says, a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. It's over, it ended, it's non-existent, it's canceled. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. So really the old covenant, the first covenant, was vanishing away ever since it began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and here's what Paul says about that in Galatians. I think this goes really goes well. You know, the part of Galatians that I was just reading from uh, Galatians 3, when it talks about how if the inheritance is of the law, it's no longer a promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. He goes on, what purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions. So the law was added because of transgressions. It was added, as uh, Paul says elsewhere, to make the world guilty before God. It says it was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. That word till. It was added. The law was there. The, new co- the old covenant was there for a reason, for these purposes, until the seed should come to whom the promise was made. That's Jesus Christ, of course. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. So, Cap, you're talking there about how Hebrews says that the law was made obsolete. The Old Covenant was made obsolete. It goes right perfectly along with Paul saying that the law was there. It served a purpose until the seed should come. So when Jesus Christ came and he took care of everything that the law could not do, when he did that, that meant that the Old Covenant was made obsolete. And so now, people today have a choice. Really, the choice isn't between living by law or living by grace. It's really a choice of believing God or not believing Him. But unfortunately, because, as we talked about in our first program on this a couple weeks ago, the problem in the church is that they mix all these things together. They mix the Old Covenant with the New Covenant, and so we have this whole this whole mixture going on in the church, and so we have to talk about these things and so that we can help people to understand why the Old Covenant was given and it had its purpose, why the New Covenant was given and its purposes. We need to separate those things and live only in this New Covenant life, uh, but yet so many in the church are not doing that, and so that's why we have to bring all all these things up. But if we would just get ourselves focused and in, in in, in the understanding that we're not under the law, but our inheritance has nothing to do with law, but it has. The, but uh, Christ's blood took care of all of that, then we could stop having to deal with all of this stuff. I know it's never going to happen. <laughs> the church is always going to be mixing stuff together, but hopefully as we uh, talk these things out, Cap, we can um, help to clarify some things and help people to live this new covenant life. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 10, Joel, Jesus talking here. This was actually taken out of the Old Testament on a prophecy of Jesus. But sacrifice and offerings, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. 
Uh, then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. Jesus came to do the will of God. What was the will of God? It was to get rid of the first covenant and establish a second. Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first that he may establish the second covenant. Take away the first covenant, establish the second. First one obsolete, like we were just talking about. Uh, and by that will, we have been sanctified, set apart through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. One time, once for all. Um, I know we were going to try and get into um, some shadows and copies of uh, the old covenant, Joel, and, and how we sometimes translate them wrongly into the new covenant, but we're probably going to end up uh, having to do that perhaps on our next podcast because I think we're about to run out of time on this one. Well, we got five seconds left. So let's see what we can add in there real quick. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you're right, Cap. Uh, this, the time is up for this one. But yeah, I have uh, a roast in the oven. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got I got some pizza calling my name. So <laughs> once again, but uh, yeah, so some uh, really good things that we're uh, laying out on the table for next time. Hopefully, we'll get to them. Copies and shadows, and, and and why so many things that were in the old covenant they had a purpose. They pointed to something. Let's uh, use that as our tease, so to speak. The things in the old covenant pointed to something. Pointed to Christ. And now that we're in the New Covenant, we see all these things uh, pointing back to Christ as well. So we'll talk about that and many more things coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.